the biggest lies that he's ever told that we've swallowed up and believed. It, that there's not more joy in the church as it was when we were out in the world. According to, according to the world, you can have more fun at a ball game or a disco joint or a juke joint than you can. In other words, there are people all over the world like, man, I know what I'll have to give up if I go to church. I know what I'll have to quit. All of this fun. And so we believe that you have to sacrifice so much that there's no more fun, no more joy. That is a lie. And we've believed it. We've believed it. Well, there's joy in this house. And I'll just say it this way. Listen, thank God for the music and the singing and thank God for what I feel like God may have given me. We don't need another pretty song. I'm gonna get right down. Can I get where the rubber meets the road? Can I get where we're just not real religious and real churchy today? We don't need another nice sermon to look at and determine whether this preacher is good as the last preacher we had or the last, you know, we don't need that. What we do need is a move of the Holy Ghost to get right down in there where we're living. That's what we need. That's what America needs. That's what Maryland needs and that's what Christian Revival Center needs and I'm believing that, amen, for you because you got needs you look good. I mean, just say it like I always do. Your hair looks nice. Your clothes look nice. The smile looks nice, but you ain't fooling me. You got problems and troubles and situations that you're dealing with, and you don't quite know how you're going to come through this. So you need help from God. He can help, and He will help. Hallelujah. There's frustration, there's anger, there's aggravation, there's everything that the human being has to constantly deal with, but God can help us with that. Before I even get into the word, let me tell you what you do with all of that. There's folks who pray and they bring it to the altar and they go to the counselor and the preacher and what do you, what do you do with your frustration? What do you do with that anger? You've been treated bad. You've been stepped on. Something, somebody's done something to you. <laughs> well, hey, join the human race. <laughs> but let me, let me, let, let me, let me, let me tell you what you do with that. You know, a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks back, we preached about the blood, power in the blood. The priest would, you know, they put that blood on everything. They couldn't even have a, God's spirit wouldn't even move until they sprinkled the blood in the Old Testament now, sprinkled it on the mercy seat and the presence and the power of God would come down because of that blood. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Well, here's what you do. Now, we don't kill an animal or anything now and sprinkle blood. It's, a, it's spiritualized now. But you have to get a hold of God in your prayer, in your worship, in your praise. And somehow, you speak that. You know, folks in years ago, they used to say, I plead the blood. I plead the what Now, you can just make that rhetoric it doesn't mean anything if you just if you just plead say I plead the blood. It's not magic, but if your faith kicks in, if you allow it, and you believe something is happening, God's honoring that when you do make say those words, I plead the blood. You put that anger 
that frustration, all of that stuff that you got going on and you can't forgive and you can't let go, what you do is you put it under the blood. Put it under the blood. Now, here's how it helps. Here's how it can really help. I need to explain this part. Here's how it, we, I've done that. I put it under the blood. But you know what? When, that, when the enemy brings that back up that that person did to you that you can't forgive, then what you have to do, Brother Ruck, then you have to go back and go through all that blood of Jesus Christ to get to that. Now, you don't want to be going through. You don't want to be doing that. Because if it's under the blood, if, if we have faith enough to believe what, that the blood does what it does, you can't, it's not just digging it up, it's digging it up that's out from under the blood of that spotless Lamb of God. His name is Jesus. You, you got a job on your hands. So if it's under the blood, you don't much have to worry about it coming back to you again. That's covered. It's gone now. Hallelujah. Great to see you. Amen. By the way, uh, the storm, uh, you know, it's kind of messed us up with our baptismal service. Uh, Brother Swingo text messaged me. I text, you know, we talk back and forth about, you can get down to that river, y'all, and I'm, this is for case some of y'all wanted to be baptized today, and I would have put you under. In fact, if I got some of y'all near that water, I'd have pushed some of y'all in. <laughs> But, but, you know, we could get down to the river, but we couldn't get back up. We just had to camp down there because that, that long hill, we have to use four-wheel drive, you know, to get back up. And I don't know if some of us could get back. So we have postponed that. And I think even next week, Brother Swingo, they're calling for rain. But we're going to get you. Hey, listen, if we have to break ice to get you on that running water, if he don't come that day, Brother Green, I'm going to go to. I'm gonna go to your house. I'm gonna eat first. I'm gonna come into your nice, clean house. Your wife keeps such a clean house. I'm gonna come in there and we're gonna eat lunch together. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get meal out of that and maybe a drink. And then I'm gonna take you down. We getting this year, y'all. We getting <laughs> we getting Brother Swingo baptized. He wants to get into running water. <laughs> Hallelujah. So just stay. Just stay posted, connected, because we're going to get a uh, bunch of folks. Brother, Brother Mike Fowler, he's, he asked if it'd be all right, because he's not really sure about, you know, how they said what they said. Folks, listen, it's important what they say. There's none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Listen, I'm not trying to start a fight and a fuss with anybody. That's not what it's about. Amen. But the Bible said, whatever you do in word or deed... Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, we're not denying the Father because the Bible said it pleased the Father that all the fullness dwells in Jesus Christ. When you say Jesus, you don't said Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You don't said it all. That's the proper name of those titles that most Christians have been baptized in. Now, if you feel all right going down in titles, that's okay. But I want the name, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna call the name which is above every name. And so we're, we're pretty hard-headed about it. We're sticklers about it. Again, not trying to cross swords. Amen. People feel like we're trying to split. Hey, listen, when it, when it comes to my salvation, 
Let me tell you something. Just throw this out again. My child, please, I hope I got a good spirit. I think I do. I'm just trying to tell the truth, all right? They were commanded to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. First time the Holy Ghost was poured out. When folks asked them, what must we do to be saved? The man who had the keys... Jesus had given him those keys and said, Peter, whatever you bind, I'll bind. Whatever you lose, I'll lose. In other words, you have the power, you have authority. When they asked Peter, what must we do to be saved? He told them to repent and he told them to be baptized. And and the way he said it, I love the language of the Bible. Amen. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Baptism has been discounted to the point where it don't matter if you get baptized or not. I'm still looking for that in the scripture. Oh, but it really doesn't matter. Oh, you don't really have to be. Really, where is that at? I read the man with the keys commanding them to be baptized, and he told them what name. He said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he told them what for. He said, it's for the remission of sins. Then he told them what would come next, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I believe this is one reason why most, amen, of the Pentecostal denominations, Pentecostal, amen, don't get the Holy Ghost anymore. They don't get baptized in his name. In fact, they don't require it. Not, and if you check a study, most full gospel, church of God, assembly of God, uh, whatever, all Pentecostal, you know, not very many of them even talk in tongues anymore. Maybe if they'd go back to the book of Acts and get the first to, listen, folks, the question is still the same. What must we do? If the question is still the same, why change the answer? Answers, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So we're going to baptize everybody we get a hold of. We're going to call the name of Jesus Christ over them. Amen. And then you are ready. If you don't have the baptism of the Spirit, then you're ready for it. That's the only way. The Bible. Listen, not one case in the Bible. And again, I'm not being mean. Just want to, just just want you to hear this. Not one case, not one time, do we find anybody ever being baptized in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, just threw that in. Nobody mad. Everybody's okay. All right. Not trying to get on your case. Amen. For that reason, we don't do that. We just do it in the name. The Book of Psalms. Chapter 16, and I apologize for keeping you standing this long, but hey, I have to, I have to stand, so I just kind of get y'all back every once in a while. I'll let you be seated after we read uh, Psalms chapter 16. That whole chapter is just a great chapter. But let's start in verse 7, down through the end of that chapter, 7 through 11, starting at verse 7. Everybody there, say amen if you're, if you're there. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. All of this is preachable stuff. My goodness, we're going through some night seasons right now. Amen. Verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer or allow thine holy one to see corruption. Verse 11 is where I actually want to take my text. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there's pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like to preach to you today just one simple little little phrase. In his presence. In his presence. Hallelujah. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's clap our hands one more time. Try not to keep you long. 
in his presence. God bless you. You can be seated. Is my volume okay? Too low, too loud, just right? Anybody, let me know. We'd be happy to try to adjust it. Amen. Where we don't, we don't want you to blow you out the back doors, but we do want you to hear what we have to say. And uh, we, uh, we made a trip, and uh, we were in and out of hospitals the whole time we were gone. And uh, somebody asked, did you have a good time? I said, well, if you can have a good time at a hospital or a rehab center, uh, we had a good time. <laughs> so the answer to that is no, we didn't have a good time. I'm not a complainer normally, but uh, just to be honest with you, we're glad we're back here uh, with you in this church. And we did preach one time. We preached an installation service uh, for Brother Randall, who's been here numerous times. Uh, in fact, it's the church that my wife grew up in, old time, old church out in the country. In fact, uh, my wife's great uncle, Jay Booth, I have to tell you this story before I get into this. Uh, he's He was at that church and he's been going there for years. In fact, he's 91 years old, Brother Johnson, 91. And he said that the first time he was ever at the Rawson Creek Pentecostal Church, he was he was eight years old, and he's 91. That's like, what, 83 years or something like that? Uh, 83 years ago, he came to an apostolic, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, shouting church. And you know what? I had the privilege, amen, at that service, Uncle Jay was standing right down here in the aisle, had both hands up in the air, had some tears, and I embraced Uncle Jay, and I wept a little bit with him, amen. And, and Brother Randall came, and I said, you know, this is worth everything right here. He said, I'm gonna tell you something. He said, every service, he's in this altar, he's either kneeling over here in this corner along the altar, or he's, he's with, has his hands up. So, so what, it's worth everything to me to see a 91-year-old man giving praise to God loving God, weeping and praying, amen. So you know what, I guess through, we went through all of that and and, uh, and I think that part was made it worthwhile making the trip down. But we're glad we're here, amen, and we could tell a few things. Maybe some will seep out after a while, but hey, I'll talk to you, amen, about, amen, the, uh, you know, just the, the presence of the Lord, amen. I said it earlier, we need a move, of the spirit, that's the important thing. Our search for God, our looking for him, amen, it is actually a step into, you wanna talk about worship, that's even worship, amen. It's a step into worship. I'm looking, I'm, I'm curious, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty for God, amen. Listen, we would never search for anything that we didn't think that they, that had some type of value to it. If it wouldn't help us or help something or bless us, we wouldn't be searching for it, amen. Listen, but here's the sad part. There are millions and millions of people who seem to live their whole life, many of them many, many years, without noticing that something is missing. So I thank God every day that something got a hold of me and I, and I started or I began a search for the Lord, amen. When I would hear something preached, when I was a brand new convert, I took it upon myself. Somehow or other, somebody got across to me, amen, that it was my responsibility to find out 
what the right way was, how to obey this scripture, what that scripture actually meant, amen. And so that's how it's been for me. It's been a search. It's been a journey. I've traveled a ways, amen. But you see, folks don't always get that. I don't know how that happens. Maybe they learn how to just shun that feeling. That's You know the old song, I went there for a fight. I went to the church, amen. But something got a hold of me. That's what we depend on, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I thank God for the word, the good word of the Lord. It's powerful. It's quick. It's sharper than any two A. It can get to you. But we don't, but the Bible tells us that the letter, speaking of the word, it kills, but the spirit gives life. And so, so we have to have the word to give us our guidance. But we, we can't just have the word. Somebody has to pray through. Somebody has to touch the throne of God. We need prayer warriors. We need folks who know how to get a hold of the horns of the altar, so to speak, and just stay there until we have a move of God or an outpouring of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And when we separate ourselves from the majority of people who don't feel God and don't see a need to search after God and and find out what truth really is, amen, by saying, you know, God, I need you. Hallelujah. See, see, when we cry out, and of course, that will separate you, that very thing, because the majority of people in the world are not crying out, God, I need you today. I need your help today. I need a move of your spirit today. I need you to move in my family and in my life. I need that. Amen. That right there, amen, is a form of worship have to have you, God. Can't make it without you. Listen, folks are addicted to everything. Amen. Not only drugs and alcohol and tobacco and uh, people are, people are addicted, you know, football season started and, and, uh, you know, people sell out for that. It's an addiction. That's what the rest of the world's doing. So we just feel like, you know, somebody said, well, so-and-so, you know, they went out drinking and, you know, doing all, I said, that's what the world does. You can't have a party without booze and you can't have, you know, we had one guy used to come to church here. We used to have, we used to have, um, you know, uh, crabs out here. We'd have a picnic and somebody buy crabs. And, and so, you know, he, he, he was kind of funny, but he'd say, you, you can't have crabs without beer. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, you can do that. <laughs> we, we give permission to people, amen, to be able to do things that they didn't think they could do. Oh no, you, 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 but that's what the world teaches us. You gotta have a little cussing and a little lying and a little cheating and you gotta have a little booze and you gotta, no, 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 you don't have to have all of that. We, we can do just fine without that. Amen. Hallelujah. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise, not too smart. Hallelujah. We know that, well, I sip a little. You know what? Hey, it, 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 you know, you got to be careful with that. Hallelujah. You won't do it. That's fine. Amen with me. I'm not going to come police you. Amen. Amen. But I tell you what it can do. It can lead to some other things too. Hallelujah. But the world somehow does not sense the void that's in there. Maybe somebody right here, you know, is just like, well, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. 
Listen, I'm praying for God Almighty to move on you. Doesn't have to be under my preaching and under our strength. No, 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 no. Hey, let's just, just. I, I don't want the credit. I'm not trying to, you know, be the best preacher in all the world. But I, I want you to be saved. I want you to be delivered. Listen, listen. Ye shall receive power. When? After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So I, I, I'm praying and believing God that there are individuals in this room right now, amen, that something will just move on. It, it, it's something beyond a pretty sermon. It's something beyond a nice service and nice music and a nice choir and I felt a couple of goosebumps. And a, No, it goes beyond that. It goes deeper than that. I'm feeling a little emotional right now for somebody in this place. Amen, it'll get down in where you're living. It'll get down to your soul. And let me tell you, let me warn you now, the next thing that comes, and this may not be what you want, this may be a little uncomfortable, but the next thing that follows a move of God is a thing we call convictions. Something that never bothered you. You just did it and acted it out and you justified it. But when the spirit, see, this goes beyond, this is more powerful than something I'm saying and something that the church believes. Amen. It'll become personal. Amen. And when the spirit moves on you, you just can't do what you used to do. Why? There is a conviction there now. I don't know why it just bothers me. I don't know why it just bothers me. That's why we need a move of the spirit. Listen, we don't need new rules and new regulations and we don't need to measure skirt lengths and, you know, tops where no cleavage is show. You know, you have to name all that out for some of them folks don't get it. But if we just had a move of the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me, church? We just had a move of the Holy Ghost. Our friend Jesus just comes in here. And all of a sudden, we just start seeing things and feeling things and having convictions over things that just normally just don't bother us. It's called a work of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm preaching about in his presence. Hallelujah. We get God in the house. Things start taking place. Hallelujah. Praise God. The word worship stems from the term worship where it came from, an English word, worthship. It expresses the worth of something. What's it worth to you? Somebody said, what I have to, what I have to do? Well, how much is it worth? You really want it? <laughs> Are you just like, well, I see folks walk into our services like, man, I ain't doing all that. <laughs> That's what a guy told me while I was explaining about the outpouring of the Spirit. They spoke in tongues. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. After I got done explaining all that, how what happened on the day of Pentecost, and it happened other times all through the book of Acts, why they call it the actions of the apostles is what they did. He looked at me, amen, he said, well, you know, when I got saved, I didn't do all that. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, but I'm like, mm, in my spirit, I'm saying, I don't know if you got saved or not. <laughs> they told you you got saved, they told you when you accepted Christ as your personal Savior, that's all it took and you could never be lost again. But that's not what the scripture said, all right? Hallelujah. But see, he's thinking, what's it worth to me? Man, I gotta give up this, gotta give up. Hallelujah. I think I'm on somebody's street right now. Hallelujah. The kind of intensity that causes an individual to pursue something that's invisible. Brother Green did an excellent lesson teaching, amen, 
this morning. Listen, I know we can't see this. Sometimes you can't even feel it. We Pentecostals make a big deal out of feeling things. Ooh, I feel, what, what, you know, but faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it's the evidence of things not seen. And that's what you get saved by, faith. It's, by, it's, it's grace through faith. Hallelujah. But you know what? Neither can you see the wind. You could, hey, there's no such thing as wind because we can't see it. No, we see the effects of it. We see the branches and the leaves and the, we see things that it moves and, you know, and we feel it. Hallelujah. We know there's such a thing as wind. Hallelujah. Well, we know there's a spirit of God too. Hallelujah. Amen. If we didn't need him desperately, we could just easily be satisfied with carnal things. Just, just things that we can see. That's all I need right here. But the seeking after God is a great benefit just within itself. Even if you hadn't found him yet. If you're not really, it, in fact, it seems like your whole life living for God is a seeking and a searching after God. Amen. The benefit of the pursuit is in the development of the seeker's character. In other words, it'll just, you just work for it. You seek for it. I've always said this about a college education. You know, there's, there's, there's people who are, who are smart, but they can't hold down a job. They don't know how to work. They don't have a work ethic. But if you work your way, if somebody paid for it all and you just go through it and you got the papers on the wall and, and you're real proud of that, and that's good. Yeah, that is a great accomplishment. But a person who works their way through college, they work two or three jobs and they work their way. When they get out of college with that degree along with a work ethic, they don't mind getting up in the morning and going to work and being there on time. See, getting there, they always used to say, getting there is half the fun. If you have to, if something is, you know, the, you know the story, you know how it works. Something just handed to us, we don't really appreciate it like we do those things that we have to sweat a little bit for and toil a little bit and earn it just so we feel a sense, amen, that we earned it. So we, we watch out for it just a little bit, amen. So, so, so seeking after him, I mean, there's benefits in that. I'm trying to get there and, and I had a setback and I, you know, I had to go through this and I had to pay for that. Well, that, that's, that's all part of it. That's part of, the, that's part of the molding and the shaping of who we are, the character. Listen, I've often said this. You see Christians living for God, you see preachers. I, I'm guilty of this. I used to see preachers, amen, that just had a deliverance. They could just get it out. They could say it and, 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 and say it where you'd want to hear it and want to listen to more. And, and I think in my spirit and in my mind, you know what, they really don't know what's going on in this world. Uh, they have been sheltered. They've had, the, you know, they come to find out, amen, the reason they had a deliverance, the reason they had more than words, but there was some authority and some anointing because they had gone through problems and troubles and setbacks in their life. See, they were, they were in that seeking mode. I'm hungry for it and I'm after it. I'm not gonna give up until I get it. See, that helps too. So don't get discouraged when you're not at the level that you think you ought to be. I've been coming to church and I've been paying my tithes and I come to the altar and I pray again about the same sin. No, no, no. yes, something is happening. What the scripture says, be not weary in well-doing for in due season. See, there's a, se there's a reaping season. Amen. You'll reap if you don't faint or if you don't quit. Amen. So, so just... 
Keep on keeping on. Listen, you do whatever you want to, Satan. Amen. You can do whatever you want to. Amen. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to be faithful to church. Nothing's going to stop me from paying my tithes. I'm going to be a worshiper. Amen. And you watch God. Amen. In due season. And you know, in our season, a little different. You know, it's like, the, it's like that, that Easter lily or either that little, whatever that little flower is, the tulip, I believe it was. I stepped, y'all know cold weather, especially after having this heart surgery, and I take that blood thinner little pill plus an aspirin plus a fish oil tablet. And, and so, man, it can get chilly, man. I'm, I'm freezing to the bone. And you know, here in Maryland, it's, it's not like it is in the South. It like, it's like it never will warm up. The last winter, I was cold all winter, and I, it was one of those days it was supposed to be, and I talked to my friends down south, and you know, they're wearing a t-shirt. You know, and we're up here still with our jackets and our coats, and I happened to step out and I walked from the house over here, you know, lots of times just to check on the church, and I come to pray here. And so I stepped out, and it was just cold, and I just, and, and it was snow, spots of snow all around, and I looked down, and there was that little, there was that little flower just pushing its way out of the dirt over in the flower bed that Brother Thompson probably planted or Brother Pete. Amen. I'm like, it's cold out here. Flowers don't come up when it's freezing. But the flower didn't know that. I'm thinking it's out of season. Didn't the Bible say be instant in season, out of season? Well, that, that, In fact, it just wasn't according to my guesstimation it was not the season for that flower to be coming out of that cold ground. But actually, it was the season. Because I found out from Paul Harvey years ago, temperature has nothing to do with it. It's time. When the, listen, I used to think it would have to be cold weather for the leaves. So no, no, no. It doesn't have to be cold. It can be August. It can be hot. Amen. It can begin. You'll start seeing the tinge in the leaves. What's happening? The season is about to change. It doesn't matter how hot it is or how cold it is. Amen. The season. And so that little flower was in season. It was just wasn't my season. I just didn't think it was. No, so, so listen, conditions, this is, this is how I want to bring it home to you. Conditions don't have to be just right for you to get your blessing and your prayer answered and your health. I don't know, I don't know. No, 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 no. God can move when it's still cold. Somebody's about to get a prayer answered for no other reason than you just stayed in there. You just wouldn't quit, amen, hallelujah, amen. So, so get your benefit by seeking after God, amen, the pursuit of God, amen. But you know what? I believe it's the seeking after God that moves God to perform. Hallelujah. Listen, we gotta be serious about this. You can just be like half-hearted, Bible said a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We got to get our mind on Jesus. If I'm going to do this thing, let's just go ahead and do it. God will honor. God will bless that. Hallelujah. So I said seeking after God. Really, it moves him. Amen. If that wasn't true, then the woman with the issue of blood would, would never have been healed. Her decision to desperately seek the impossible. I, I just feel like it released uh, the miracle power of God. You didn't even see her. He was in this crowd, and when she find, she said, "If I could just touch his garment, 
Not, not if he'll stop and wave his hand over me and give me a lot of attention and call my name in public. Not if he'll, if he, you know, if he'll honor me and, and you know, make sure everybody knows that I'm such a great person. No, no, she didn't say that. If I could just, this is what happens when you get sick enough and you get in enough pain and you hurt enough, then you don't care if anybody, you just want to be healed. You know, you know I don't think she wanted to be a member of the church. I don't think she wanted to be in leadership and to be ready. No, she was in pain and she was dying and she just needed a touch from God. As simple as that. In fact, she was a little embarrassed when he did turn around and recognize her. But he wasn't even looking. And immediately when she touched him out of desperation, amen, he said, he stopped and said, who touched me? Remember what his disciples, how can you say that? There's people touching you. There's people all over. No, 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 no. No, I felt something different that time. I felt virtue as it went out of me. It's like he was set on automatic pilot. It's like if you reach a certain place, you get to a certain point and the season is right, just immediately God himself can't even help it. Would it, be, would it be possible for us to teach a principle like that? That we just keep doing the right thing? You know, it's what Cornelius did. The Bible said he just kept praying and God said, his prayers have come up as a memorial before me. You know, it's like God wasn't even gonna do anything. Like, you know, Cornelius, he's a Gentile. Gentiles don't get the Holy Ghost. Only Jews get in the Holy Ghost. Amen. But here's this Gentile down here. Amen. He just keeps on praying and keeps on believing and keeps on giving. So his prayers came up all the way to wherever God is. And anyway, he said, hey, he called an angel, said, you go down and you tell this guy, amen, he needs to send for Simon Peter. Remember, Peter's got the keys. He'll tell you what you ought to do. Ended up, Cornelius and his household was filled with the Holy Ghost because he just kept on. He just kept on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Seems like the way the scripture was written, it was just automatic. Amen. When this woman finally got through the press, touched his garment, he said, who touched me? Something went out of him. Amen. When she touched his garment. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the, the scripture teaches us some things here. Amen. The, those who are passionate. In fact, in fact, somebody asked Bishop Wright, he said, what's the one thing that a person in leadership or, or in ministry, what is the one thing that they have to have to be successful in ministry? He didn't, he didn't hesitate. He said, the one thing, there's a lot of things we need, but the number one thing, he said, passion. You can't just like, mm. first off, ain't nobody gonna listen to you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't watch a movie. You wouldn't, and listen, it, you know, if somebody's in the movie just kind of going about their business, reading the paper. No, no, you're you going to find you an action move. You're going to find somebody fighting somebody. Somebody won't give up. That's our nature. So if we're going to build a church, if we're going to have a following, I'm talking to leadership, the whole church, amen, we got to get passionate we the listen, listen, folks. Listen, if, if none of this matters, if this is not true, you know, like oh, I don't know, but what, nothing, none of this matters. Don't matter. 
No matter what you do, don't matter how you get baptized, don't matter if you believe, don't believe, don't matter if you pray, don't, don't matter if you pay. No, but, it, but if it is true, then everything matters. If, if God said, if the righteous scarcely be saved. Now that kind of language, scare, I don't know if it bothers you or not, but I get a little emotional. I get passionate about that. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly appear? He's talking about judgment. So it makes me just tighten up just a little bit more. It makes me, I mean, you don't want to pray a little harder. I know you can't earn this. And I'm, not pray, I'm not preaching that kind of message. We're saved by grace. Hey, listen, it will be grace if any of us get there. Oh, I got all that taken care of. Don't have to worry about it anymore. Really? No man can pluck you out of his hand. No, no, no. But you know what? You can just drift out of his hand. We still are free moral agents. That's always been from day one, Adam and Eve. It started there. You can choose. You can choose to pray or not to pray. You can choose to pay your tithes or not to pay your tithes. You can choose to worship or you can choose just to be there like a bump on a dill pickle. But it matters if you worship or don't worship. It matters if you come to the young. Come on, y'all getting quiet on me here. I don't mean to get too serious here. It does make a difference if you come to church or don't come to church. Hallelujah. Amen. He knows how to stir us from our comfortable positions. And maybe it just may be a, a, a passionate preacher like is happening like right now. We don't need a dead preacher. We don't need dead church. The Senate's making laws every day that affect us and hinder us. I don't know if you know it or not, but the church is under attack from the world, the spirit of the world. We, we better wake up, get our head out of the sand. Brother Mooney preached one night, as usual, did an awesome job. In fact, I'd like to get that that DVD and one Sunday morning in place of Sunday school, none of us can preach as good as he can and just have him preach that way. It was, it was like getting down to business with God. I'd like to have him speak that. Uh, listen, you know, Paul said it's high time that we awake out of our sleep. He said because it's nearer than what we think. Hallelujah. Somebody say shout amen for me just a little bit. Hallelujah. But but if, if we want to find out some things about amen, being comfortable in our self-control, you ask Job. Job said, behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, and I cannot perceive him. This is Job. Was God not in, God was in control. But he knew what Job needed more than Job did. Hallelujah. Job said, I see no help, no sign of God. See, you had to operate on faith after that. Brother Tenney says like this, you know, if we're just seeking after God, we don't, he said, you know what? We hadn't felt God and we don't know where God is and nothing's happened. I'm praying about, Brother Tenney said, he said, you go back to that last time God touched you. Last time you heard from God, it might have been last week, last month, it might have been three or four years ago. He said, but what you do, he said, you live off of the strength of the last time he talked to you. You wonder what he, which direction he wants you to go. Well, what did you feel that he said to you back then? Well, you just stay the course. 
Don't you change that until you hear from him again. I don't know when you felt God last. I don't know when that you sensed the right thing to do and the, and the way to turn. And the way. No, 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 you, you just, but you go off of that last Holy Ghost touch. Hallelujah. Listen, this is Satan's trick to make us think that help is not coming. Hopelessness then produces discouragement and then anxiety is right there on top of that. So after a while, we just, well, you know, what good's it? You know, you know, all because we've allowed fear, we've allowed unbelief, it blinds us from the promises and the blessings of God, but we have to learn to walk by faith. See, it's like a rainstorm. It won't quit. Just like, when is this going to end? See, it'll eventually sink the boat if enough of that water gets in the boat. But the key is not to allow the waters from the outside to get on the inside. You, 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 keep, you, you keep all of that stuff out of your spirit. Speaking of boats, do you know, do you know those, you just put a perfectly slick, clean boat in the water and you know you let it stay in the water, it'll collect stuff. You ever hear of barnacles? They'll collect up. In fact, you have to get a jackhammer to get that stuff off of there. You scrape and you and you use every kind of tool to, and it's just sitting there. And that's a type of the world. You get out in the world, you don't have to cuss everybody that walks by your door. You don't have to be a drug addict. Amen. You know, you just be out there mixing in the world and rubbing shoulders with the world. You'll collect barnacles that you'll have to have something to scrape off. It'll take a lot more to get that off than it seemed like to get it on there. That's why church is important. Whether we have, a, whether we have an awesome message and awesome or not, just coming to church, just being in his presence. Amen. So, so, so the enemy will tell you and the flesh will tell you, oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You need to be connected up. You need to be in the presence of God. And that's what we're preaching about. Amen. Listen, let me just tell somebody right here. Amen. If we want to just get past all of the, the sermonizing here, God did not miss his appointment with you. Where's God? I, you, no, no, no. He knows what he's doing. He's right on time with his blessings for you. Habakkuk, this is one of my favorite scriptures, the little, little prophet uh, Habakkuk, little small short book here, the second chapter and the third verse. Watch this, watch this what he says. He says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak. It's gonna say something to you, amen, and not lie. Though it tarry, it's not coming now, it's waiting. For what? For the right time, amen. Wait for it because it will surely come, it will not tarry. I love that scripture because I'm as just as impatient as the next person. I've been praying for this and believing God. You know, we Pentecostals, we talk about moving in faith, but we're the most faithless people. You know why? Because we're used to action. And we pray and we don't get our action. Then we're like, God didn't do it. Oh, yeah, he did. He heard you and he's going to do something or he's doing something right now. But, but we think he didn't answer because he didn't say yes and give us what we asked for. It's not time yet. Amen. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. And listen, listen, please allow me to share a revelation that I believe will be a tremendous benefit to all of us. Amen. 
if I can find God, we're, we're preaching today about in his presence. If I can find God, if I can get me a relationship with him, amen, then I don't need to find healing. We need to get that. We need to understand that. If I can find him, I don't need to find money. You see, what we're doing, we're seeking God like the woman with the issue of blood. She didn't really want a relationship with God. She wanted healing. Well, that's a great start. That's why it's in the Bible. We need to, we need to get that kind of passion and hunger for God until we go after him and let nothing stop us. But sometimes God allows that to be turned around. The proper way to do this is seek God himself. And God will determine whether we need more money or whether we need a healing or not or whether we need a blessing or encouragement or not. But see, when it doesn't come, then we, you know, we're looking for him. Like, you know, where's my, where's my money? Where's my healing? And where's my blessing? And, you know, it doesn't come. We feel like, no, no, he came. Amen. We just didn't recognize him. I can find him if I can find him. Hallelujah. My needs become insignificant. They become unimportant now. Amen. In the light of his presence, it doesn't matter if I have anything or not. If I have Jesus, my friend that sticks closer than a brother, my friend that will never let me down, that will never leave us and never forsake us, that's all I need. Amen. If we'll all stand together, I got plenty more notes that I need to just quit though. I've been going a while. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, Joseph, or Job, excuse me, he wasn't crying out for healing. Job was crying out for the healer. That's why that I've always said, you know, I'll have a, you know, if God allows me to contract some kind of a serious disease, uh, and somebody will be saying, well, you know, I, he preached healing on here. He is die. You know what? If I die of that serious sickness and disease, it, that doesn't stop, that doesn't change God from being the healer. I'll preach that he is a healer and he is, listen, if you don't have healing, that doesn't mean you don't have the healer. Hallelujah. Listen, I'd rather have the healer than I'd have, than have the healing. I want Jesus in my life. I said, I want Jesus. Amen. He gives me strength. He gives me overcoming power. Hallelujah. Amen. I want, I want to be like Sister Peggy Douglas told me just the other day. I'm not afraid. Looking right at me. I'm not afraid. I feel like I've done all I can do here. I'm ready to go home. Amen. I, I couldn't help myself, Brother Green. I just, she's the woman that prayed for me, preached to me, laid her hands on me, pastored me for a while. Amen. When I was just a young boy. Amen. Here she is saying, I'm ready to get out of here with no fear. No fear. You talk about death right now. And the most of us, you know, we don't really, not associated with that very much, but, but you know, we don't think much about it because it's always the other person. But when it comes knocking on our door, I get kind of shaky. 
get kind of scared. Oh, God, I don't, I don't want to die right now. Hallelujah. You're kind of like, I'm kind of like the old, old guy when the preacher stood in the pulpit and said, anybody want to go to heaven? Everybody in the church raised their hand Set one old boy back here. He didn't raise his hand. The preacher just was pretty curious about it. He said, sir, I noticed you didn't raise your hand when we talked about going to heaven. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine this. He said, oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry, preacher. I thought you was getting up a load to leave now. That's the way we are. We're not afraid to die until it comes time to die. I, I want to go, but I don't want to go now. And I don't know if that time ever gets there unless you get close to God. A relationship with him. You know, I don't know what I'd do without God. I, I, I want some of you to stay around long enough to get addicted to him. Get hooked on Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Where you know when you miss church, you know, we're like, I miss Wednesday night. Man, I don't know when. I, I, I can't figure the last time I missed any service, much less, you know, a Holy Ghost service. This didn't go. I said, I'm on vacation and I'm at the hospital anyway. But but there was something inside of me. I said, man, this is just weird. I'm like Brother Green. He'd been in the hospital with his wife. Take a, and I'm saying, Brother Green, you stay with your wife. He said, no, 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 you're excused. Some people can just miss and they can have a, a cold or a headache. You know, just, but I'm praying. And I know, I know there'll be times you'll have to stay out of church. We all do. I'm praying that something that move the spirit. Amen. With our friend Jesus that happens to be the Lord God Almighty. Get such a revelation of him and get so hooked on him and addicted to him that you, you, can't, you can't hardly make it through the day or through the night. I gotta get to church. Tonight's church night. Tomorrow, hey, here's how I am. Y'all know I start getting my clothes ready for church on Saturday. I, 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 listen, have you ever just lost a sock? Where's that sock? You ever lose a t-shirt or underwear? My wife's so good at all that. She has everything in place for me. I don't know what, I'd be a loss. I'd be a trouble without her. I get all that together. I put stuff in the bathroom so I can step right out of the shower. What are you doing? I'm getting ready for church tomorrow. I, I think church is such a distant thing to some folks. They just wake up on Sunday morning like, oh, yeah, I don't know where my shoes are. I, no, you get, hey, listen, this thing ever get a hold of you, you'll start preparing. It's like a vacation or something. Like, ooh, I gotta get ready because tomorrow's church. I'm gonna get out of bed. Everything's gonna be in place. I know I'm a little far out. I'm a little ridiculous with it. I even get my money for the offering. I put in a certain place. Listen, this is for the, you know, some people offering, taking up, and they start like, I can see folks. I mean, like, hmm, they ain't even thought about the offering. I'm thinking about the offering on Saturday. I'm like, oh, I gotta get my money. This goes to God here. God's blessed me so much. How can I not bless him and bless his work and his church? So I plan on why. I'm hooked on God. I'm addicted to him. I'm addicted to his house. I love his people. Hallelujah. 
Oh, we need to, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. Amen. But I, I want this relationship with God. You get that, then all the rest of that stuff that you're dealing with and can't handle and can't understand and the list goes on. Listen, that will take care of itself. Do you hear me? I'm trying to help somebody right now. Well, I need this. and I need... No, no, no. You need Jesus. That's who you need. You need a relationship with him. Let him get in your heart. He's the answer to everything. He'll bless your health. He'll bless your marriage. He'll bless your children. He'll bless everything. And I believe that from the bottom of my heart. Amen. And did I say that I love God's people? Love God's people. I love God's people. Why? That's the body of Christ. Let me say this in closing. Amen. I know this is probably not a good closing, but we're going to worship just a little bit before we get out of here. Y'all hear me talking about you know, different things about the, I said we don't do very well with the, with the 30 fold Christians. I've, you know, I've talked about it, mentioned it numerous times, 100 fold, 60 fold, 30. We, we don't have much patience with what we feel like is a, you know, not a hundred fold. Let me, let me tie that in with this. You know, I believe it was Paul talked about the church being the body of Christ. I don't mean to be mean and ugly and I don't mean to be rated R or crude. If we're the body of Christ, the Lord talked about we're like different parts of the body. Now, you know, there's some people who are, you know, I don't know what part of the body they are. But you don't discard them. Oh, you know, we don't, no, no, they're part of the body. part of the body could we leave folks alone <laughs> well you know they don't believe like it you know they don't pray enough they don't pay their tithe you know? Hey, you know they got a personality that just I mean leave them alone and just pray that the sweet spirit and the presence of God would just move in and wherever they are in the kingdom whatever level that we think they might be Give God a chance and give them a chance. I'm just scratch that, but you got to get what we're saying about. There's some people just, you know, they just like, well, you know, I don't know what part they are. I can imagine. <laughs> just leave them alone. Oh, let God bless them. You know what? God loves that drunk. He loves that alcoholic. He loves that person with a bad attitude. A person that don't know how to sin. If they even knew how, they wouldn't shake your hand. They don't like you. They don't like your doctor. Hey, leave them alone. Don't get in a fuss and a fight with them. Give them a chance. Give God a chance. I believe God wants to do something right here and right now. Amen. If we were, because we're part of the body. We're part of the body. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's sing and worship just a little bit. Lead us in worship. I'm just going to join with you. Join with us. Hallelujah. Amen. God, your presence. We're in your presence. Hallelujah. In your presence, in your presence, I find everything 
sitting at your Everything I need sitting at your feet in your presence, in your presence. No other place I'd rather be. Let's just worship a while. Emily decided she's going to go ahead and get baptized. If there's anybody else. They'd like to be baptized. Amen. Find a hostess, find an usher. Amen. Get a robe. Amen. The water's ready. And we'll put you down in that watery grave in the lovely name of Jesus. In your presence, no other place I'd rather be. In your presence, I find everything I need. Sitting at your feet, in your presence, in your presence, no other place I'd rather be. Come on, sing it with us. Amen. Let's join in. In your presence, I find everything I need. Sitting at your feet, in your presence, in your presence. No other place I'd rather be In your presence In your presence I find everything I need Sitting at your feet In your presence in your presence no other place i'd rather be if there's someone in the house someone in the house that would like special prayer or if you would like to stand in for someone else if you would like to come to the altar i'll get our if you would like to come up i would get our elders and our pastors to pray with you amen we can do two things at one time Amen, 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 in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, amen, amen. Brother Green, we need somebody praying for Sonia, amen, Brother Sawingo, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that's it, amen. We, we need a few people to pray with these folks at the altar here, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, yes. God bless your people. Bless your people. Bless your people. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah, that's it. Let's receive from the Lord here. While they're getting ready, Lord, in the name of Jesus, bless our brother right now, God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, God, we want a relationship with you, God. We want a relationship with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Sing Emmanuel today. In your presence. In your presence, in your presence, I find everything I need. Sitting at your feet, in your presence, no other place I'd rather be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's give thanks to the Lord together right now. Let's give thanks to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your touch today. Thank you for Emily, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Emily, upon the profession of your faith and in obedience to the great holy word of the Lord, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That's it. Come on, let's thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, sing. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. Oh, for the rest of my life, I forever proclaim he's good. He's good. Come on, sing. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord. Yes, I will praise his name. Oh, for the rest of my life, I forever proclaim that he's good. He's good. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. For who is like? He is exalted above the heaven. Yeah, come on, sing. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name for the rest of my life. I'll forever proclaim he's good. He's good. Oh, yes, I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord. 
I will praise his name for the rest of my life I forever proclaim he's good he's good oh magnify the Lord with me let us exalt his oh magnify the Lord with me For who is like our Lord and King, His glory and His fame is exalted above the heaven. Oh yes, I will bless the Lord. I will praise His name. I will bless the Lord. I will praise His name for the rest of my life. I forever proclaim that he's good, he's good. I will bless the Lord, I will praise his name, I will bless the Lord, yes, I will praise his name, oh, for the rest of my life, I forever proclaim that he's good he's good oh magnify the lord with me let us exalt his name oh magnify the lord with me let us exalt for who is like our lord and king his glory and his fame is exalted above the heavens oh yes I will bless the Lord I will praise his name I will bless the Lord I will praise his name for the rest of my life I forever proclaim that he's good he's good He's good, he's good, yes, he's good, he's good, I will bless the Lord. Brother Mike Fowler, amen. First off, I'm happy to be doing this. Amen. Hey, what? You know, why don't, why don't we, uh, why don't we uh, practice what I preach? <laughs> Let's believe something's gonna happen. You know, we, we, could just, we could just duck him under, and that's scripturally, that's scripturally right. That's what the Bible said to do. But if we don't believe anything is gonna happen as a result of our obedience to the scripture, then guess what? Nothing will happen. And you know, we know this right here. We know this, that baptism doesn't save anybody. However, we do not find a plan of salvation in the scripture that is void of baptism. Every place they were not only required to repent, commanded to repent, but it was also to be baptized and then receive the gift of the Spirit. And so we're just, this is a 
a part of it. And so this is a good part, and this is right. Amen. But let's believe that something, because of Mike's obedience to the word of the Lord, something spiritual will take place. Amen. Because of his obedience. Amen. Brother Mike, upon the profession of your faith and in obedience to the great holy word of the Lord, we now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins. Come on, let's give him praise. Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Release our faith. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Well, nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Yes, nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Oh, when I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Well, nobody but you. Oh, nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Yes, nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Lord, when I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Nobody but you, Lord. Hallelujah. Nobody but you. Oh, when I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Will you heal the sick? Hallelujah. Can you raise the dead? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you can stay as long as you want. I'd like to say one thing. Thank you. Thank you, all of you that helped keep things going while we were away. I appreciate Brother Johnson and Sister Johnson and all the rest of you. Amen. While we were out of town, God bless you. I love you. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name. All right, everybody, before y'all go, we've got a little something here. Don't worry, I ain't going to preach again. Um, it's somebody's birthday, so. I guess y'all can figure out who that is. So uh, we all just glad to have him back in town because I told him if he stayed any longer, the whole church might be in the hospital. So the church got you a little something here. There's no money in it. Happy birthday. But the money's coming for your guitar.
Yeah. So don't spend on nothing but a guitar. So. And to make the rest of y'all happy, there's food in the back. So. so. All right, that's it. And let me just say thank you. I hate to do this to you. But while we're at General Conference, you know everybody comes in from all over the world, and then uh, but we gave we gave a thousand dollars, and they just kept on, and you know it was the Holy Ghost, and I said, well, hey, we can give another thousand, so y'all will be raising some more money at some point. If you want to help us out, you know you can do that. I'd appreciate it very much, or I'm gonna have to come up with it. All right, so that's just the way I do, y'all, and you know I don't have any money. And so we just kind of give. But some of y'all got a little money stuck back there. Some of them old rusty hundreds and twenties back. Some of y'all got it. So help me out. Don't let me go under. I won't do that. But anyway. Oh, let's pray for the thank you again for this. God bless you. Let's pray for our food and our fellowship. Love you so much. Appreciate you. Amen. God bless our food. Bless our fellowship. And we are careful to give you thanks in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. That way nobody get choked. God bless you. May you feel Jesus near every day of the year. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And the best year you've ever had.